to drive my car to the side of the fence where the buildings were without jumping a fence. So I literally had like 10 minutes until my interview and I totally jumped a fence to get to my interview. Hey teacher bestie, my name's Helena and I'm the creator of the Present Teacher Podcast. I'm a first year teacher coach and in this podcast you are going to learn everything from simple, actionable classroom management, social learning, and teacher wellness strategies. You know that impact you want to make in the classroom? Well, we're going to make it happen here. Hey teacher bestie, it feels like it's been forever since I've been here and I missed it. I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast for you in such a long time and I'm here for it. I miss this. I have been working with 25 other educators to put together an online summit called the Thriving Teacher Summit. If you are one of those people that attended, thank you so much for being a part of that. If you missed out, It was an online summit on classroom management, time management, and teacher wellness and everything in between. So if you missed that, it was the last week of March. No worries. I have a link in the show notes that you can definitely check out. But that aside, I actually wanted to get on and talk about something that kind of came up a lot for me. And it actually started a couple days ago when I was talking to my coworkers and we were talking about what our plans are for the upcoming year, who's coming, um, who's coming back and who's staying and who's leaving the district and who's retiring. And then not too long after I was actually scrolling Facebook and I saw that there were a lot of questions about what are your top teacher tips or teacher interview tips? What questions should I be asking the interviewer? What questions should I be practicing? What should I include in a mini lesson and everything in between? So I thought for the month of April, I would do a four-part series that walks you through everything you need to know about successfully landing your dream job or your next teaching position that aligns with you and your values. A little bit of background, about five, six years ago now, I feel a little old, but I finished my student teaching placement in my master's program and I secured my first teaching job across the country. I graduated from um, Eastern Oregon University. Sorry if you can hear the wind, it's a bit windy here. And I moved from Oregon all the way to New Mexico. And figuring out the teaching world, especially when it came to interviews, was really hard because I was the only teacher in my family. And while I asked my family for advice and they gave me some pretty good advice, I found that, tell me if I'm wrong, but teaching is a little bit different compared to other professions. So I learned stuff very much the hard way and tried a lot of trial and error. And then about two years ago, I actually switched districts and I had a little more experience under my belt. I had been in the interview committee and the hiring committee for a couple of years at that point. So I knew my way around an interview a lot more, as well as just the hiring process in general for teachers, the green flags and the red flags and everything in between. And the second time, not saying that my first placement by any means was bad. I am forever grateful for that district. I actually moved to be close to my family so Kyle and I could buy a house and start our own family out here. But I really wanted to make sure that my next teaching position was aligned with me and my values, and it was a district that I would be confident in that I could work in long term because I want to settle down and find my forever home. So that's what I did, and by the research and the learning and the experience I gained in the interview and hiring committee from the other schools 
And this school has taught me so much, so I thought I would share with you maybe a different perspective or different and different ideas that you can take or leave, whatever works for you. But I thought I would start this series to kind of help you and maybe give you some advice, pieces of advice that I wish I would have gotten when I first started and that I definitely learned the hard way and worked for me the second time. So for today's part one of the series, I thought I would talk about seven teacher interview tips to help you land your dream job. So with that being said, don't forget to grab that cup of coffee, cup of chai if you're like me from Starbucks and let's get started. So the first tip I have for you, a top teacher tip interview tip I have for you is to research the school and district beforehand. So if you're anything like me, when I tried applying for my first job from Oregon to New Mexico, I did a simple Google search and I um, tried, you know, finding jobs that way and it kind of worked, but I didn't realize that there were so many different ways to find a job, and that was just kind of the tip of the iceberg. So if you are looking for a job, here are some of the sites. First off, I highly recommend you look at. The first one are district websites. So it depends whether you are looking, you know, nearby or if you're looking across the country like I was, but definitely check out some of the district websites and write down any positions you are interested in. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention that I have have created the ultimate teacher interview guide and this guide will walk you through step by step everything I'm talking about in this four part series. So check the show notes below, definitely download it and start filling it out because I'm going to be referring back to it throughout the series. But anyways, on the first page or the first couple of page pages, there should be a space for you to write down your dream or your dream positions or positions you're interested in getting hired in. Write those down, but one place to look for those jobs is district websites. That was something I wish I would have figured out, you know, the first time around. I was scrolling things like Indeed um, and everything else back then that was around, but it would have saved me a lot of time if I would have just figured out what district I wanted to work for and look at their website. So that's the first place. The second thing that I didn't know is that some states actually have specific programs for hiring educational professionals. And so in New Mexico, we have a specific one. So depending where you're moving to and or trying to get hired at, definitely check out that to see if your state has a specific program they use that lists all of the jobs in one spot because it'll save you a lot of time. You can also look at Indeed like my family suggested because they didn't really have a background in teaching, but another great place to find a teaching position is through K-12 Job Spot. Again, that's K-12 Job Spot, and definitely check out the show notes if you would like. It has all this information as well. And of course, you got ZipRecruiter and some of the good old originals, but definitely look at that. But then what I highly recommend, and again, if you look inside the guide, On the left side, you're going to see the places or the positions you are looking at or you're interested in, but you also want to put in the next column the rating and the research of the school. Now, this was something I definitely did not do enough of my first go-round, but you definitely want to research the school and district beforehand. Now, a good place to do that is you can definitely do, you know, the district website, but I would like to take it a step further, and I recommend you do as well. I did that my second time, and it was Game Changer. So I didn't know that these sites existed, but there are actual sites that review 
districts from a parent standpoint, from a community standpoint, and even from a professional standpoint, whether it's an ex prior employee or a current employee, there's a lot of different sites that kind of give you a glimpse into the climate of these different districts and these specific schools. So some of the ones I recommend is greatschools.org. The one I use a lot, and you can do this for towns too, if you're specifically looking at moving across country like I did. I didn't know what the good towns were just based on what I heard and kind of rumors. But what I recommend checking out is niche.com. You can look up the district, you can look up the cities, and you can even look up the specific schools. And I'll give you ratings like the socioeconomic status of the population, the student-to-teacher ratio, and the overall performance in the different subjects. So definitely go check that out. And then if you have any other ideas for research, definitely let me know. But I recommend that you take the time to kind of research this ahead of time. And after you've looked up and made a list of, you know, jobs that you're interested in and you've done the research and you want to continue on, I highly recommend you write down or save that district's mission statement. And I'm going to talk a little more later inside this series about why you would want to do that, but trust me, write down that mission statement. It's going to come in handy later. The next thing I highly recommend is practice answering common interview questions. Later in the series, I'm going to walk you through some of the top questions asked for a teacher interview, whether it's interview questions I had that I know others have received or the ones that I often hear about. But not only that, I'm going to walk you through how to answer those questions and give you example answers. So stick around for that part in the series. Make sure to follow this podcast if you haven't. That way you can get notified when the next part of this series comes out. But definitely start practice answering common interview questions, think out your answers. What comes in handy is even if you don't have the exact questions from your interview, you can kind of draw off your answers from other questions and kind of include it into your answers. But make sure to emphasize, um, you know, what your teacher philosophy is, your passion for teaching, and what makes you unique. And we'll talk more about that later, but just something to keep in mind. So tip number one, research your districts that you're looking at applying to. Tip number two, practice answering common interview questions. Now tip number three is to prepare examples of your teaching experience and success. The best interviews that I have either given where I was hired on the spot and or that I was an interviewer were the ones where the interviewee provided stories. They provided examples and specific stories about why their answer to kind of support their answers. So definitely when you're practicing those interview questions, think about a specific time and draw on those to kind of provide an answer. It'll help kind of fill the time. It'll help, you know, you connect with the interviewee or interviewer a little more, and it'll just be a great way to demonstrate that you know what you're talking about and you can implement what you're talking about. So definitely make sure to use specific examples and stories from your past teaching or student teaching experience to help answer those questions. Tip number four is to dress professionally and arrive early. So if you were like me your first year when you were student teaching, you guys, I didn't have any professional clothes. I had to because of student teaching, but I didn't have that much. I think I had like two pairs of slacks and 
two cardigans maybe. So if you are looking, you got an interview and you're looking for clothes, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Go to your nearest Goodwill or here in the Southwest, we have savers. It's a lifesaver, you guys. I still wear clothes from Goodwill and savers and nobody can tell the difference. I get compliments all the time on what I'm wearing. So don't feel any shame about that, but definitely go get something that you can wear that looks professional and you can feel confident in. And then make sure to arrive early. This funny story. I learned this the hard way. So I did arrive early, thank goodness, to my interview to my first teaching position where I got hired on the spot in the interview. But the district was a camp, like it was on one campus. So you had the elementary school and the middle school and the high school all in one area surrounding a football field. And I could not for the life of me because I was in the middle of nowhere. I was in a small town in New Mexico to drive my car to the side of the fence where the buildings were without jumping a fence. So I literally had like 10 minutes until my interview and I totally jumped a fence to get to my interview. Everything worked out because like I said, I got hired on the spot in that job. But seriously, dress professionally and arrive early because you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, show up 15, 20 minutes early rather than be really late. The next tip I have for you is to bring copies of your resume and teaching portfolio. And I'm not just talking about one. I recommend that you ask ahead of time how many people are going to be there for your interview. And you might have a panel, just a heads up. You might have one person where it's a one-on-one with a principal like I have or a vice principal, depending on how big the district is. Or you might have a whole panel of people interviewing you. And if that's the case, just ask ahead of time, how many people can I expect to be at the interview to make sure I have enough copies and always print two more than what they say because you never know. I've had interviews where they had people drop in just because they had free time and they wanted extra look or extra thought or extra perspective on my interview. And it turned out fine because I had extra. It shows that you're prepared. It shows that you're flexible and it shows that you're thinking ahead, but make sure you have your cover letter, your resume. And if you do a teaching portfolio, or if you are doing a mini lesson and you have a lesson plan, print out as many people as are going to be at your interview to your best knowledge and then two extra. The next tip I have for you is to emphasize what makes you unique. So when you first go for your teaching position, it's easy to think, you know what, it's going to be really hard for me to get a job because I have no teaching experience. But what you don't realize is that it might be something that makes you stand out from others. Maybe you've been teaching for a long time use that to your advantage. What I'm saying is whatever you have that makes you unique, use it and make sure it's reflected in your answers. For example, my first year of teaching, I talked about how passionate I was about teaching, how I knew I wanted to do this since I was, you know, six years old and how I really wanted to make a difference and make an impact and find my dream position or my dream district where I could settle down and make that long-term commitment and give back to the community. And by leaning into that, I got, I was pretty receptive or my interviewers were really receptive. So lean into what makes you unique, whether it's your passion for mathematics, whether you're passionate about second language learners, maybe you are very experienced and a leader. 
Whatever it is, make sure you include that in your questions and emphasize what makes you unique because even if you're feeling nervous ahead of time, I can tell you as someone who's done an interview or interviewer, as an interviewer, that the people that leaned into what made them um, unique definitely stood out amongst the rest. So lean into that. Make sure that's reflected intentionally in your answers. The seventh tip I have for you is to break down your limiting beliefs. Before going to a teacher interview, it's important to break down any important any limiting beliefs you may have about yourself or the interview process. These beliefs can hold you back from presenting your best self and can actually lead you to self-sabotage. Take some time to reflect on any negative thoughts you have beforehand and challenge them for positive affirmations. So like I said earlier, maybe you're thinking, you know what, I might not get this position because I don't have actual teaching or, you know, experience. I have student teaching experience. Well, how can you turn that? You can turn that into, I, I am just as good of a candidate as anyone else because I am so excited to learn and I'm determined to be the amazing educator I can be. So make sure to turn whatever limiting belief you have, turn it around and turn it into a positive. It's going to make you feel so much more confident when you walk into that room for your interview. And the last thing I have, I kind of threw a bonus tip in here. So tip number eight, bonus tip. I do this sometimes, but tip number eight is to reflect when you are done. After the interview is over, take some time to reflect on how it went. I recommend a journal. I got back into journaling a few years ago and it's been life-changing. But think about what you did well and what could you improve on in future interviews. Write down any questions that stumped you or any answers that you wish you would have given differently. This will help you prepare for future interviews and improve your chances of landing your dream job in education. Don't, and then also last bit, don't forget to send you a thank you note to your interviewer or interviewers to show your appreciation for their time and consideration. I can tell you part of, of being on that interviewee panel or interviewer panel, most of the people that received or gave thank you notes were the ones that got hired, at least in my experience. So it's that extra touch that makes all the difference. So if, especially if you're in those really competitive areas, make sure to put those little touches in to make sure that, you know, you're reaching those people. So, all right. I hope that was helpful. Make sure to download the guide. Like I said, I'm going to be referring back to it throughout this four-part series. But as always, remember that we are stronger together. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you got value from this. I'm so excited to talk about this because honestly, I kind of wish there was a guide back when I was starting this and I didn't learn the hard way. But as always, remember we are stronger together. I will see you next Monday. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the President teacher. See you next time, teacher bestie.